Welcome to the Digital Glue Podcast. These digital untangling episodes are brought to you by Crystal Kordalchuk, CEO and founder of Virtually Untangled. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who need untangling from the day-to-day tasks in their business. These virtual world untanglers never underestimate the power of a good idea. And if that sounds like a lofty goal, well, it is. A decade ago, Virtually Untangled was founded with the goal of creating meaningful digital experiences that connect with people. Crystal and her team of honorary untanglers are now providing business owners just like you the opportunity to own your story and share it with the world. So every Tuesday morning, she'll be dropping a new episode that will help you think big and dream even bigger. Let's dive into today's episode. The Seven Deadly Sins. Sounds kind of spooky, doesn't it? Like an old school horror movie on Hallow's Eve, the kind with the Jason Axe theme music. All joking aside, this is a real thing. What you read in the title is true. What I'm about to share with you is true. There are rules to graphic design. We've been fought on this idea before. I honestly hold high praise to those who love to learn and be a do-it-yourself entrepreneur, especially if funds are tight for adding these design services to one's business. If you love learning and you have a knack for being creative, I full-on say go for it. However, I'm going to repeat myself. Yes, what you're hearing right now is full-on gosh darn true. In order to accomplish consumer effective designs, there are certain rules that need to be followed. So that's why I'm here today with this out of the box episode. If you're interested in learning and wanting to do things on your own, first of all, congratulations on entering the land of design. Or if you're a new graphic designer, this episode is for you. First and foremost, because this is one of the most common mistakes post-design, naming your digital files. Not naming your digital files properly can cause confusion, reduce the chances of mistakes, make communication with clients or team members easier, improves your SEO and file readability, and possibly even prevents loss of files later on down the road. We designers do have naming conventions, so read up and keep yourself organized. Next up, what the HE double hockey sticks is bleeding. This is the printing of a file that goes beyond the edge of where the sheet will be trimmed. In other words, the bleed is the area that will be trimmed off. So please mind your edges and page centers too so you don't lose a chunk of your design. The know-how when it comes to Photoshop filters. Do not, in any circumstance, use a Photoshop filter to disguise a low-quality image. We know Photoshop is beyond the gods and has quite a few tricks up its sleeve to help. But please do yourself a favor and find or request an image with a higher resolution, even if it costs a couple bucks. A good, high-quality image goes a long way. The difference between print and web files. Make sure you create a design, especially a logo or a favicon, that works for both print and web. This should be created as a vector image, which for those unfamiliar is the creation of a digital image through a sequence of commands and mathematical statements, usually within Adobe Illustrator or InDesign. This way, there are no ifs, ands, or buts about it when it comes to resolution. You'll be able to enlarge as big as a billboard and as small as your business cards or even a pen. Next up, which just so happens to be a commonality everywhere, the importance of spell check. 
No matter what anyone tells you, try not to rely on your spell checker too much. Your computer can do a lot to help you out, but if you use the tools at your disposal without thinking or double, even triple checking your own work, you could find yourself in big trouble with an error you may not be able to go back and fix. So please, proofread, 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 then read it again and again. The ever so annoying, flattening Photoshop files. Do not in any circumstance ever flatten your Photoshop file, which in layman's terms means to bring all the levels to a multi-layered image down to one plane. You may never know when you need to go back in and make some changes. This is irreversible. Now onto the good old design aspects. First being the importance of text alignment. Make sure to never center align large chunks of text. Your readers will have to work harder to read text aligned this way, which in most cases makes the reader move on to something else and avoids your content altogether. It's best to always left align. Right is also suitable in some very limited instances. Avoid improperly kerning your type. Kerning is the space between the letters, and if this is not consistent, your text can be completely misread. There are enough mishaps already online to prove exactly how truly important this is. Stock logos are unoriginal and not the way. When you are going for originality, stock images are an absolute hugest no-no in design land, especially when you can run into some copyright issues later on down the road. Or perhaps you decide I'm not going to listen to her and pay for the image and all the copyrights. You'll more than likely run into at least 20 or more businesses or events with the exact same design. So please, oh please, just stay far away from this one. If you need help making your visual dream a reality, there's always someone in the virtual world somewhere who can help. Okay, a huge one coming up here, which is something we like to call the shadow in embossing overdose. This automatically looks amateur and tacky. This is not a trend and it never will be. Please, I beg you, stay far, far away from this design trend. For instance, if your logo doesn't pop or play nice on the design you're working on in full color, try a black and white version of your logo. If that didn't help and you're still having issues making it stand out, then your logo isn't the problem. Your layout or your background imagery is. So it's time to adapt and adjust there and not just add gaudy stylizations to your brand. Doing so will only make things look amateur and break the standards of your brand, which should be high and highly adhered to, by the way. Okay, next up, which is something less common nowadays, QR codes. If you're going to use one for whatever reason, make sure your QR code has not been broken in the design process or even flipped so it's backwards or upside down. This can render them useless by blurring excessively or reducing the size or contrast too much. Also, whatever you do, this element needs to stand alone, just like the cheese. So do not place words or pictures around the code. The margin cannot be secured by doing so and makes it impossible or difficult to read by any smart device, therefore pointless. Icons can only convey one message. Icons are best when they are simple and unique. They are meant to convey a single message, not 10. They must first and foremost communicate a specific meaning. Icons are by definition a visual representation of an object, action, or even idea. If the icon is not immediately clear to your audience, they are sadly reduced to mere eye candy, confusing and frustrating eye candy might I add. 
and in the end adds up to unnecessary visual noise that hinders people from your main message. Properly utilizing RGB versus CMYK colors. Your RGB, red, green, blue, color design may look perfect to you on screen because your RGB color codes are meant for online viewing only. However, majority of printing companies and your average at-home printer use a CMYK process, cyan, magenta, yellow, black. So if you don't have your file prepped and ready to print with these color codes, you'll soon be disappointed to see the distinct color differences between what you viewed on your screen and what came out in the printer. And last but certainly not least, the problem with poorly executed images. There are a few things in this design world that make a good design look highly unprofessional, and a poorly cropped and clipped image is one of them. One of the hugest culprits being improper use of the live trace tool in Illustrator. This is just plain laziness. So please, for the love of your brand and the face of your company, spend some extra time and be patient with your cropping and clipping tools and get it right. If you feel stuck or like you're not getting the results you're hoping to achieve, there are many virtual resources and videos to guide you through this design process. This list could literally go on and on and on. So for today, we'll stop right there with what I just shared being the most common in the land of DIY design. In the end, when it comes to graphic design, there are a million and one do's and don'ts that people like to spread word as personal preference. So take them with a pinch of salt. Design projects may have pitfalls, and these pitfalls can impede progress or even possibly derail the entire project. But everything I just shared with you is worse than your average pitfall because these common mistakes can ultimately kill your design if you're not careful. Making progress in any design project is much easier for you and your viewers when you're cognizant of the deadly sense. Awareness being the number one key. And number two, personal preference is usually only an excuse for bad design. If a design professional gives you a logical reason as to why you should not do something you're doing, there's probably a good reason for it. So if I were you, I'd listen. But of course, don't be afraid to ask for the rationale behind it. This way you can learn and make your designs even better. Think of things this way. If you can't read it, see it, understand it, or it plainly just feels off, don't just go with it because you're out of time, ideas, or know-how, or feeling frustrated with your creation of creative abilities. Most likely, if you're experiencing these feelings and frustrations, your viewers will too. So when in doubt, do your research because there's definitely no shortage of how-tos and videos online. Ask a professional for their feedback and opinion, hire someone to do the design or train you on how to make them better, or even feel free to contact me here at VU for all the things. If you want to play in design land, I'm always available to lend a virtual nerd hand, share an opinion, or review a file or two to anyone who loves to learn this creative knack. Just shoot me an email. I'd be happy to help. Now that you've been fair warned and know all the things, it's time to end today off with a short and sweet something to keep forever top of mind. There are three responses to a piece of design. Yes, no, and wow. Wow is the one to aim for. And that's a wrap. Virtually Untangled is a full-service business, which means they've got you covered on design and content right through to digital and organization. You'll form a long-lasting relationship with them as collaboration is central to everything they do. 
Now it's time to seize the moment and become Inbox friends. It's easy to do. Just hop on over to virtuallyuntangled.com or their Facebook page to opt in and receive instant access to the most inspirational ride of your life. So what are you waiting for? Become Inbox friends with VU. Until the next episode, keep untangling.